Hello and welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And I'm Swizz. Yay! I actually left a silence there just in case he got the cue. Uh, Welcome welcome back. SC Insider 100. Find us on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Also all the audio platforms as well. Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it. And the YouTube, Chris. Yeah, on uh, Search for Supercoach Insider. That's our channel. And um, and we're almost, you know what? We're almost at 1,000 subscribers, which means we can start charging ad revenue. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to get $2 a week and I'm going to be proud of it. <laughs> when we get 1,000 followers, Chris said he's going to wear a Brisbane Lions jersey. That was last year. I think there's already evidence of me wearing a Lions jersey. So, ooh, it was an awkward time. <laughs> it was great. Um, Swizz, we'll start with you, my man. How did you go on the weekend? We've just um, also, we've uh, Chris and I have just done a little joint podcast on our team reveal how we're traveling into round 15. So go check us out as well. Like, subscribe, get in amongst that business. Swizz, how'd you go on the weekend? Uh, I got seventeen oh two. A couple of my trades didn't work Shit. out the way they should have, which was a bit disappointing. <laughs> As, uh, you guys are all very aware of. But yeah, I brought in uh, Toby Green, which worked out fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Tomahawk. Uh, I knew it was going to be bad in the West and that, but when he was on sixty three at three quarter time, I thought, here we go. He'll kick a goal. He'll get his ninety odd, and happy days. And then, of course, fucking shits the bed, gets injured, <laughs> mind the six in the last quarter. Yeah. Me. So, well, good news for you coming, Swizz. Good news for you. Hawkins always I, does well at the Gabba, mate, especially uh, against Brisbane. Yeah, Harris Sanders went, is spot, hey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I still went up 45 spots, so I'm now up to 254th now. So, you know, it's not the end of the world, but, well yeah, I would have much prefer, uh, you know, would have, uh, a lucky Neil or somebody like that could have really set me up for the rest of the year. But, you know, that's how it goes. You should you should hashtag Supercoach Insider, but the insider is a one. The eyes the eyes are one. Hey Swizz, what's what's <laughs> your total score then for points? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, three uh, thirty thousand two hundred and ninety eight. So uh, nine hundredth behind first, but on six six hundred points out of the top ten. You know, there's like three hundred between first and tenth. Yeah. Um, first actually has like a 60-point lead on the competition at the moment, which is uh, a quite substantial lead. Oh, man. I'm only – I'm 50 points behind you, Swizz, and I would have done that if I had have made like any better trades. Instead of Langford gone for a haul or gone for a Toby Green easily. Oh, well, unlucky. Yeah, nice. but if I had Neil in like you did and that <laughs> – And captain. You won't catch me, mate. And captain. Uh, hey. It's been interesting and interesting because the top few teams have been – pretty active on Twitter this year and that. So I know super coach mama, Emily, um, it's been interesting following her trades. Uh, so yeah, between, I think it's uh, Losky FC and, and down to Emily, there's only about 80, 90 points between them. So that race for the first, the top four or five, yeah, any of them can win it. And, and you never know if they, uh, if, a couple of their, oh, a lot of their teams are very similar. So if they cop any injuries, those um, other ones who might be two or three hundred points behind, um, yeah, if they if they have some pods on that, anything could still happen. There's still plenty of footy left. That's exactly why I brought in Parish. <laughs> I've got to have something different. I'm literally betting against Clary and Bond for the rest of the season, and I actually sweat every weekend because of it. So. Yay! <laughs> so I'm in the same boat. I traded out Clary. I've, I don't have Bont and I don't have Parrish. So, yeah, I, they're great players, and I don't wish injuries on anyone. But you know, a little concussion in the first quarter, and then with a little zero where they miss or, or under 25, and then they missed the following week would be perfect. Mm. 
Mm. It's a tough game, isn't it? Everyone's being selfish. But, hey, look, uh, it's an interesting competition, so I think it's going to hold us in good stead. Uh, how many trades you got, Swizz? Yeah, I'm down to three, mate, but I've got 400K in the kitty, so it's risk it for the biscuit right now. But uh, and so I'm you're probably going to make one this week. So you're just bringing in a ruck and then your team's done? Yeah, just missing a ruck. So then you'll have two trades with a full team, same as myself. Yeah, I think everyone's pretty much. I mean, I'm luxury trading MP, but um, you don't have MP, do you? I do have MP. Oh, okay, cool. So you're holding him and just crossing those fingers. Yeah, at the toes. moment, well, because of that 400K, like Lockie Jones is one I'm sure we'll talk about. But I've got, and I've still got Highmore. There's a couple of guys that can go for my team. So I'm looking at, uh, yeah, a ruck. And then possibly even trying to get Dangerfield in there as my, well, he won't be F7M9. He'll obviously be on field. But, yeah, that would give me a lot of flexibility um, with him in my team. Yeah, but, and then he can cover two lines as well. But no trades. Well, but if we're, yes, I don't have the trades, but then that um, bench player becomes the uh, the cover if it's a one-week injury. That If it becomes more serious than that, then I'm stuffed. But we were just talking off air about the fact is, like, I've been in this position three out of the last four years where I finished top 500, but I've been top 50 going into about the last four or five weeks. And, you know, who cares if I finish 100th or 200th or 500th? You know, you want to finish top 10 or you want to finish, you know, high as possible. So I'm happy to make moves, which, you know, if it's, they don't come off, they don't come off. But if they do, yeah, it gives me every chance to finish right up there. I like it. Risk it for the biscuit. Yeah, I say That's that all right. the time. <laughs> Oh, good. All right, so let's get into the, the, the depth of the pod. Obviously, we're looking at, uh, at the rookies this week. Now, there is an extensive amount of rookies to go through. Um, so I suppose we start with... Uh, now, obviously, a lot of people went early on a lot of rookies. Now, we're going to go through them all anyway, just so that everyone you know who doesn't have X, Y, or Z, they still get a, a bit of a run through. Um, but obviously, the first one off the rank, I think we all agree that unless he gets named out of the blue out of nowhere, Ned Reeves is pretty much a pass for everyone. Um, that doesn't have him. You guys do have him, though, right? You yeah, have I, I have him. So yeah, he, that, that ship has sailed. And Ned Reeves, now you're probably actually better off looking at forward ruck swing with Marshall coming back. If you have room in your forward line, I think you're probably better off having a different option. Because at least if you have an injured premium forward, you could still bring in a Marshall and hope you know, to swing through now, later. question that I actually got asked during the week, and I, I actually went the, the opposite way here, so I want to get your read on it. So... Let's say both Edwards and Reeves are named. Who are you picking if you didn't have either? Depends what you need and what, I guess, your the ruck situation. If you didn't have the backup in Coleman Jones and that, then I think you need Reeves, where if you've got Coleman Jones sitting there, um, yeah, you'd go Edwards for sure. Yeah, I think Edwards, if, if Edwards is named and holding his spot with, you know, um, Shuey, et cetera, coming back into the side, I think that bodes well for him. Yeah, it does. I'm I'm definitely worried about Edwards this week, and they don't they play Sunday, and we've got Thursday night game, so we won't even have we'll have squads. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm worried. And, and Luke Shuey played Waffle last week, um, so I got yeah. through about sixty five percent game time. Oh, he's playing um, this week. Yeah, game yeah. Game. So he's definitely playing this week and back in, and and we know yo they were actually trying to manage him a bit in the Richmond game, but ended up playing that full last quarter. But yeah, you'll be expecting him to play. You know, 85% now as well in that midfield. Yep, and um, and Kelly's coming back this week also. So you've got um, – they've also got Brad Shepard coming back, um, Jeremy McGovern's coming back. Um, so they're all listed as a test as well. Um, 
There, yeah. If if Edward survives, there will be some that cut. I think that Foley's gone um, with uh, with Shepard back. Um, it'll be interesting if Harry Edwards also maintains his position there. So if uh, if he does maintain his spot, I'm inclined to say that his job security is good enough for now. Um, the, the the thing with it, it, bringing either of these guys in is really what you want is you want the guy that's going to be playing the most games for the rest of the season because you're probably only really need, you're not going to trade them out. Are you? You're probably going to keep them as long for bench cover. Well, you shouldn't be able to trade them out, really. Well, unless you're playing for leagues, yeah. you still need some sort of cash out of nowhere and, and you need quick cash gen. Yeah. Or um, if you have 10 trades left or something, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. But um, most people are looking for these guys. And the, that's why they're both questionable picks, in my opinion, is because I don't think that they're necessarily going to both play out the rest of the season. However, unfortunately, it doesn't look like many of the other guys that we have coming through also have good job security. No, Edwards is projected yeah. to go up, what, 75,000 this week, 63 next week. So he could make an easy kind of 150K if he plays for a couple of rounds and you hope for some luck. Yeah, and I mean, scoring power is really ultimately what I'm looking at because if he comes on from the bench, I'm obviously going to want someone who's going to be able to score decent um, and not just you know, knock out a 40 or a 50. They're actually going to be able to maybe go 70 or 80. So Edwards is the, the pick of the midfielders, yes? I'm, I'm doing... Oh, I, I'm don't, I don't think so, no. Well, As in scoring potential or job security? No, in terms of... No, both. Well, both. Just <laughs> both because if West Coast were to, say, lose to the Dogs, uh, they're, like, they're in the, that position like Richmond. They've got to keep winning. They've got guys coming back. I think, yeah, he keeps his, definitely keeps his um, position right now. But that's that what if. What is if he has one bad game here with those guys coming back? Yeah. Definitely gets pushed out of the midfield role. So that's the scoring potential. You could see him possibly being that fourth, uh, you know, fourth name on the bench, possibly the sub in the you know future weeks. So then you've got that that problem where I, at this time of the year, prefer players from lower ranked sides who they've got nothing else to play for, but then play the young fellas. Yeah. So, so you're looking at what Newcomb or Newcomb? Yeah. Well, I mean, Newcomb obviously is on the bubble this week, so let's chat about him. Um, now, the great thing about this is that we already know, um, based on Clarkson, that he's um, he's probably going to line up this week. Uh, he, like, very least, he's going to be the sub. Um, but Clarko's already said that he's going to get another opportunity against Melbourne. Is it Melbourne that they play this week? Who they, who, sorry, who do they play this week? Richmond, St. Kilda. Uh, no, who are you talking about? Hawthorne. Uh, uh, GWS. GW, yep. GWS. So, and GWS. That, that game is an away game at the MCG. Yeah, which is even better for Newcomb. Um, and you know, the, it's great for Impy as well for those that are looking at holding Impy mm-hmm. because um, if they were going to play that up north again, we've seen it on the skinny grounds. Um, yeah, it's, it doesn't suit Impy's play style. Larger ground like the MCG, we should see some better scores from Impy as well. But um, I like John Newcomb, and I think most people already have him though. So I mean, if you don't have him. I'd still, I wouldn't let that 20, was it 23, scare you off? No, and he frees up more cash to finish your side. I agree. Yeah, and you've got to remember as well who, you, who they're playing this week. Now, he got, they got pantsed last week, absolutely pantsed, and you know that was going to happen. But now if you look at GWS and their midfield, they're fairly one-paced. They are big in and under midfielders, definitely suits his style of playmaking. You know, he could get another 10-plus tackles this week. And so I do like the idea of playing John Newcomb um, or, or getting John Newcomb in, even if you don't have him, even re- regardless of that 23. So, so you're I saying GWS are more the in-and-under bulldozer type where he can yeah. tackle them, whereas Absolutely. Essendon wants to try and get on the outside? Absolutely. All they do is just try and – they're just Break quick, yeah. quick out from the stoppages, get the ball on the outside and, and run. Yep. That's what they so do. To give you a bit of idea about Newcomb's ownership – 
So he's loosened at 30%, 37% in Supercoach. However, of the top 1,000 teams, he's in 99% of them. Yeah. Wow. Which makes sense. All the active Free, players. Oh, and general. freeing up cash. Yeah. 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 Um, now, the other one is Kieran Briggs, um, who is also on the bubble after his second game uh, last week, who was actually quite good, um, I thought. Um, I'm considering him, but um, the only reason I'm considering him is because I have Madden, and it looks like I'm probably going to have Madden for the rest of the season. So he gives me flexibility Handcuff. to be able to, yeah. Well, and look, I don't think you know Madden's gonna doesn't have good job security for after another three weeks. So there's no guarantee that Madden's going to be able to come on field. But bringing in a defender forward, if it's not Briggs, potentially even Isaac Chug, means I can potentially cover two lines. And I think Briggs will play again, but it'll be when Mummy's not playing. So Mummy probably comes back this week. They'll play Mummy and Flynn. Maybe he plays two games and then, you know, uh, Kieran Briggs will come in for one game or so on and so forth. So, so you're hoping that the one out of three rounds that he might play, if you need him, you're could, hoping to get yeah. kissed on the dick. Well, it's it's Again. better than having, say, an Isaac Chug, right, who's yeah, who not going to play. play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's actually injured, so there's no way that he's going to be playing. There's an off chance that I just might need someone that week. And don't get me wrong, I'm not relying on him as my only bench cover, but basically between the forward lines I'll have, um, like I'll have Bianco in the defense, I'll have um, CCJ in the forward line. But if for whatever reason I need two covering that week, that's when a Madden or a Kieran Briggs could come into it. So I could understand if you're looking for, you, you've, you know, you've got Newcomb, you've got your midfield depth sorted. You don't need cash generation from Luke Edwards. Potentially Kieran Briggs comes into the equation. So there's not a, there is a, a situation there where it applies. Yeah, and I so and on that ownership, yeah. So brings us in fifty percent of that top thousand, and but I think it's a it's a case of matching up with Madden. For someone like me who doesn't have Madden, doesn't make as much sense. Where he Madden's still in thirty seven percent of that top one thousand. So I feel like it'd be interesting to see if the same people that own Madden are the ones that brought Briggs in. Um, but for all the reasons you've talked about, yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, it's interesting as well. I mean, I, I actually personally think that um, that Briggs was really, really good last week. I just don't think – I just know that they want Mummy because they've just performed so much better when he's playing. But Flynn's been really serviceable forward, and that's the only reason why he's been able to hold his spot. I, I don't think that they really love playing both Flynn and, uh, and Briggs in the same team if they can avoid it. But um, obviously the situation at GWS, everyone's pretty well aware of. So – um, outside of that, is there? There's Bramble as well. Obviously, he's only had the one, one game. game. Right? Yeah, yep. so I mean, he's an opportunity to bring to come in. Um, and then out. I actually really did. Did you guys watch the Hawks game? I, I thought he was really good. I thought yeah, he looked good. Yeah, he looked pretty good. From Do you what think I saw. he holds based on the fact that we've already heard Clarko say that um, Newcomb's playing, and obviously Walker Warp is a Warple. He comes back. He was on there one week suspension, wasn't it? Yep. So he comes back this week. So does he hold with Warple back in the side? One of them might give way. Well, if yeah. that's what I'm saying, so that's, that's why well, I think... it, it comes down like the Hawks aren't playing for anything anymore, are they? So, do they look at swapping other options around or that? It depends on how many kids they want out there on a um, on any given day. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously they also had the Morrison injury, um, so and he's out for an extended period of time. So, um, it will depend on uh, on how Clarko wants to play it. I don't hate Bramble as an option. I just personally would just rather wait. Again, when do we, um, they play Sunday, don't they? Sunday 1.45 or similar yep. or yep. something? So you won't know until Friday evening. Yeah. So he's... 
named. The problem with a lot, like, I don't know about you guys, but my team, I have to make all my changes on the um, Thursday night, I believe, because, uh, so who's playing the first game? It's Brisbane Geelong. Brisbane Geelong. Yeah. Tomorrow at, at a feature time of 7.32, apparently. So yeah. I, Unfortunately, what the I, fuck's up with that? Yeah, it was seven twenty. Now I just got told today by Matt Grimstone that um, seven thirty-two because they don't want to go straight from home and away oh, to the bounce. Have, they got two minutes. That's, yeah, you've got to have your ad break, bro. <laughs> um, look, uh, so with my team, if I want Grundy this week, I have to move Fullerton from the from the ruck line, which means that I've got to obviously do that before lockout in the first game. If I want Dangerfield, I've got to obviously make that trade as well and to do that I need cash to do it so then I have to do all my trades can we all agree this week can we all agree on one thing though that at this point of the season no matter if you're going for leagues or overall you should have a real clear path on who you're targeting and how you're going to get there or Um, at least have like a, a glimpse of okay I'm looking at these two or three people in at this week or whatever and try and have you know on what you should surely be looking to finish your side you should have a pretty clear idea I'd say anyone looking at playing overall either has one or potentially at most two, two. players that they don't have right now. One of them's probably Grundy because they've, they've uh, traded him out to trade him back in. So, therefore, you probably only have one guy you're looking at. And um, for leagues, they might have two or three. Well, t- leagues is fucking Yeah, weird, it's a weird... Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. Leagues is like, Different oh, yeah, no, it's all good, man. As long as I've got full premium by the bar- by the finals, I'm good, which is like totally, totally cool. You're you right. do you, bro. Yeah, yeah. The, only, the only other one that's on the bubble, but he's more expensive, um, is Joel Amati from uh, Sydney, yep. uh, who's the ruck forward, who has actually looked really good. Um, I've watched both Sydney games where he's played, and um, they've used him in that forward ruck role, and he, he's quite impressive. Um, but that expensive price, I guess it'd, it'd be all that, it'd be probably only people who um, missed out on Coleman Jones and need a ruck forward swing, and probably have that luxury trade or they need need some sort of protection. Maybe you've got Tracy there, but you need a swing on that. Um, so I've heard a few people looking at him, um, but obviously not as much because because of his price. Yeah. Yep. I completely agree. Um, I, there are, there is some crazy people out there that are in a position as well where they need to trade CCJ. Sorry, CCJ. And what I would say to that is avoid trading him at all costs. Yeah. Um, he's, he's going to be valuable forward cover and valuable ruck cover. And as long as you can open up that, uh, that, um, that pathway, the R3, he's going to be very useful for the rest of the season. I don't think, unless he gets injured, he's not going anywhere out of that side. Um, even with Tom Lynch and Nan Curvis back, I think they'll make room for him. So, um, uh, we've seen Hardwick do that in the past. He rewards players for good form. Um, and he'll they'll they'll get something out of him. I think the, the issue is though, if he's if he's your only cashed up rookie, then you kind of have you kind of have to get forced into it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I'll, I'll throw this one for the last one about the rookies. There's another one on the bubble, but he likely won't be playing this week. But if you needed that ruck forward swing and you didn't have it, and you had Coleman Jones, you wanted to say move into the forward line, but you need a ruck to be swinging. Would you bring in Max Lynch? especially if you're a Grundy owner as a handcuff in case Grundy was to miss the game? I've, I've thought about that, and it's a potential option. Um, I, I personally don't won't do it because I do have CCJ, but it's definitely an option and a viable one too because at, at very least you guarantee yourself to cover one. One, yep. Um, so you've got a 50%. Like, you know, if, if, if you need that, you, you, you're covered. Um, his scoring power is obviously not great. I mean, I, I've actually enjoyed watching him play. 
He just fades out of games because he's not fit enough. That's literally what happens if you watch his first and second quarters. He's very, very effective. Um, he actually can score quite well. He's limiting to the opposition ruckman, and then he just fades late in games because he just can't match it for four, for four quarters, and that's that's unfortunate him. But he's not the worst option, um, and I don't mind the idea of handcuffing him. So um, the other, obviously, ruck forward swing option is the north uh, forward uh, forward ruck that they got at the midseason draft. Um Jacob Edwards, Jacob Edwards. Um, I've looked into doing that as well. Um, I don't need it because I've got Fulton. He's already getting me a zero. It's there. a bit conflicting, isn't it? Jacob Edwards, are you team Edward or are you team Jacob? <laughs> I see what you're <laughs> He's team both. Yeah, Twilight, the goat, whatever. Um, I actually don't, don't The mind. goat. I don't mind Twilight. It's actually not bad. You're right. Um, okay. and as I said, Isaac Chug as well is the other option. And if you don't want Kieran Briggs or you need that extra 20K, um, you've got guys like Aiden Fife that can open up a defender forward swing for you. If you're looking for a forward mid swing, I, I think thought Fife was defender mid. Well. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Uh, did I not say that? Defender forward. Ah, uh, defender, defender yeah. mid. You're thinking of So Chuck. there are options to downgrade to uh, non-playing players if that's what you're looking at doing. But I would always try and suggest to get a playing player if you can, if it's, if it's available, um, or at least someone who looks like playing, <laughs> which, is always, uh, which is always useful as well. Okay. All right, that so, covers the rookies, guys. Yeah, here's what I'm thinking. We go defenders through to the forward line. We look at options that are probably discounted on players that you would target to finish your team. Now, obviously, if you are cashed up and the least of your issues, then, yeah, you're going to spend 563000 on a Mills or something, right? Yep. But most people at this time of year, they're looking for value. So we're going to start in defense first. The number one value target, 516K Whitfield. Um, showed a lot more promise on the weekend, so he's still discounted priced. He went up 12000 but you could do a lot worse than having Whitfield in your team. And as of currently, when you're looking at Whitfield, 15% of sides, so a great little matchup for leagues and for overall as well. Yeah, I like Whitfield. If I could have him in my team, I 100% would. I don't think he's necessarily a value selection. Um, I think if you... Not value, but that's probably the lower one. There's seven more expensive... Defenders oh, ahead yeah, of him, no, so uh, yeah, yeah. I think if you can get to Mills, you probably go that option over Whitfield personally. Um, but um, I completely understand the um, the the want for Whitfield. Um, if I'm looking at um, you know players to bring in and that are just killing me, I'd be looking at Mills. I'd be looking at Ryan. However, I mean with Ryan, you got Lowe coming back into that team. Hayden Young's one week away, so who knows what that's going to do to his scoring? I'd hate to be well, a Ryan owner. Am I well, right? Well, well, with Whitfield and that, and naturally, I think we all have him. Uh, do we all have him, boys? No, I don't. I do. Him, no. I do. Oh, yeah. Chris didn't want to um, jeopardize his Josh Kelly selections. Yeah. So, I, so yeah, the, the reason why I didn't bring him in is because if if um, if Whitfield goes down, first of all, you got to deal with Whitfield, but then you've got to deal with Josh Kelly because he's going to have to be traded out too as he goes back to the forward line. Well, right, right now in the top one thousand, he's in eight hundred and twenty-four sides. Oh, so wow. it's a pod. So great! I get to I get to play Houston versus so Whitfield every week. So that's, right. so, so that's the that's the thing. If you're outside that and you're trying to make your way in, because if you're a league player who's just sitting outside, you might want to run him as that pot, antipod to hopefully catch up. If you're a league player, big chance that a lot of people in your league are going to have him. So yeah, I think he's a fantastic option. We know he can score really well. Um, and it just showed that on the weekend. The kid just keeps getting ball. And I love him because he keeps just trying to find Josh Kelly, even if Kelly's in the wrong, wrong spot. They love he kicking it to each other. You know where they really like kicking into each other? In the forward line, five metres out, you know, just when, yeah. right at the dead of the game to win the game. That's when they really like doing it, don't they? Yeah, sure. Just to drag there, there, that there score was, over 100. 
Yeah, sure. There was one one point in the game where yeah, Jelly Jelly was had a Carlton player on him, and he he had a, two free players went on, and he still tried to kick the ball to Jelly. It was amazing. So good. Oh, I, I need a, I need a Josh Kelly audio clip. That's what I need. <laughs> yeah, you do. I need that. It's going to have to be that way. Uh, okay, so between four fifty and sort of five hundred thousand, there's probably a couple options. So short and Daniel. Daniel's been playing a bit of midfield. Don't really jump out at those ones. Even Stephen May, they don't really jump out. I think the next big value pick is Jordan Ridley at four fifty six k. Ah, he's ninety one thousand less than when he started. He is what one hundred and fifty thousand less than when he really peaked out at that six hundred odd. Before he got knocked out? Yeah, I think, to, honestly, um, watching him this week, he had a role change, uh, which is fantastic again. And it, it seems to me like they planned, it was a planned thing. So he had that injury. They played him. Um, you know, they didn't want to tax him out over the next few weeks, but they still wanted to play him. They said, look, we'll get you to the bye. You have the week's rest, and then we'll go from there. And that's what it looked like. He came back. He basically took most of the kickouts. Redmond did still take a couple, but it was basically Rid- the, sh- the Ridley show, which is great. And he it looked back to the Ridley of the, the earlier few weeks. So I now am totally supporting a Ridley pick, as opposed to I think a few weeks ago I said, no, don't, don't, don't bring him in. I won't bring him in. I'm now 100% on board with Ridley from now on. And the other two value picks, I'll go Dan Houston, 439K. He's been really good the last few weeks, averaging 99 for the last three. So in leagues or anything like that, he's still got a bit of a bung shoulder there. And Lakosha's has actually been bopping up. He's averaging 100 over the last three, 91 over five. So he's actually started to turn a corner. I think they're playing a bit more defense. And when they're a shit shamble show in Gold Coast at the moment, there's a lot of ball back there. So uh, interesting one there for me. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a couple other ones. One guy averaging 111 over the last three is uh, Ben McAvoy. Um, now that, well, Fever looks stuffed on the weekend, so he's been doing a bit more of the rucking role around the ground. And um, uh, we know rucks do score very well. So, yeah, his last three weeks, he's averaging 111. Um, so that that's definitely in. Maynard looks back in a bit of form. And Chris, you might know a bit more about him. I'd, I'd stay away from Maynard because... Stay away from him? Yeah, well, just because Darcy Moore's gone down for the rest of the season. And we've already seen that he plays... He's been playing a little bit tall taller this season. yep. And I think that they will continue to play him taller. Um, and that is going to be good in some games and bad in other games. And so for that reason, I would be staying away from Maynard. Do you think I- now. IQ might be freed up then a little bit in, I mean, in draft look, leagues? Or? There's going to be a lot of points going in that fucking Collingwood back line for the next few weeks without Darcy Moore, I can tell you that. But... Um, I can't yeah, believe I, I can't believe they're favourites. Actually, I think against Frio, go figure. Look, they are what they're on a four three game win streak, aren't they? Three three game like they've they've played well. Like the wheels are falling off, mate. Look, who knows what's going to happen with Collingwood? We we still don't know how Harvey's going to coach them. Um, all accounts, it's probably going to be the exact same game plan, and they'll come out and they roll out next week and this weekend, and and it's the exact same minus Darcy Moore, who's their best player probably for the season. Um, yeah, so I, don't get me wrong, it, it could be a pick that completely wins in your favour, but you have to make the decision without any, without looking at it, and that's why I would say no. Like, if we had another two weeks to see what his role is going to be like, and then go, yep, okay, cool, he's, he's going to be an outlet, without, without how there, and without more, I've just got no faith in the pick. Uh, and I'll throw I'll throw one last one at you here because this guy's a massive pod and he just continues to score. What are your thoughts on Mark Blickcase? Ah, uh, Blissavs, yeah, uh, yeah, Blissavs. <laughs> he, uh, he's a Mister Fillet, really. That's the problem, isn't it? So I mean, look, he plays in a half back. He gets swung into the ruck. He plays in the wing. He's on the ball. 
I mean, all all of which can potentially be good scoring from any any individual week, which obviously means that he's got a fairly high floor, and his tank. Because he's got his last five, is, uh, he's gonna he's averaging over a hundred. Um, but yeah, it's, he's got that one nineteen, one sixteen in there. But we've actually seen the last two years after the buy, he's come home with a wet cell, and that, I know last year he. Yeah, he threw in a car, 120s, 130 on the run home, and his lowest score, I think, was uh, he had 180, and the rest were all above 90. And then even the year before, um, I think he had a had a really good run after the bye too. So the Cats always this time of the year, you know, seem to have a lot of home games and always seem to uh, you know get cracking. And that's, so it's just maybe a left field one if people want to be really different. Um, yeah, just throwing that one out there. Well, it's interesting this week because they're actually playing Cameron. Hawkins, Radigaliers on the bench, um, and obviously they've got Blitzstaff. So they're, they're pro, obviously that means that they're going with the two Ruckman and Radigalia. So there's unlikely that Blitzstaff will be playing forward of the ball, which means he's going to be playing behind the ball or on a wing. With Duncan out, does that mean that they switch him to a wing and they want to play that big body on the outside? Or does it mean more Dangerfield's going to be the one to get that extra Midfield time. We did see Duncan this year play a, a variety of roles, though. He's obviously played behind the ball. He's played on the ball. He's played on a wing, um, and they've they've thrown him around a bit. So in any, and well, that's, that's, that's just named, one game. <laughs> they've they've named him in the ruck. Have they? Okay. Yeah. Hey, who would have thought Heppel would have been like the third best um, cheap cash cow yeah. for the year, yeah. averaging ninety six point eight. Didn't like, he like he got injured like. Or didn't did, he's played eleven, so he's played slightly unders. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like a crucial game. He's five hundred k. What? A, but it was like early in the season when he got dropped, wasn't it? Or like he yeah, got injured. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's let's yeah. move on to that that midfield now, boys, and let's have a look at some again. Looking at some cheaper options, I'm going to start off with. Let's. Um, should we should we just confirm first of all if you were doing your last midfielder this week? Is uh, like I think that's probably most important. Um, so you're looking at say. Do you get a Bont or do you get an Oliver or do you get a Parish? I think they're too cheap. It cash didn't matter. Yeah, you'd go out and get Bont at least seven hundred thousand. If you had, if it was your last trade and you know, or one of your last trades and you had the cash there, which is going to carry, you know, it's useless, you know, finishing with cash and and not using it. So if that was, yeah, you'd go out and spend the cash and get Bont. The sure. only way cash doesn't matter is if you went and you brought in a Daniel super cheap, uh, Stephen May real cheap, or you went these other, you know, Yahinis when they were, you know, three fifty. If you jumped on those players, then yes, you should have to. Have a have the cash and b be able to get an actual premium. Well, t- technically, I've got two hundred and ten k in the bank, and I could trade Impy to and like what, let's say Lions. But then you still have a ruck. Yeah, I've got enough cash to get a ruck as well. Yeah, well, you've bench. already got a ruck. Yeah, um, but either there's guys out there that have you know a little bit of cash in bank, and they're looking at a luxury trade. But then at that point, it's like it. it's pick your poison, choose a premium that's killing it. You know, all of them averaging what one twenty three or, yeah, or so, more. So just choose your poison. It's not really a hard decision. Well, yeah. So that's what I mean. So do you go for that or do you go for a value option and leave a bit of cash in bank for a potential injury trade later in the season? I think people that are flexed with cash aren't really going, oh, what should I choose out of my few options? I think we just kind of focus on, you know, the bare-ass basement, those who are trying to pick players for 550K or less. I think the most expensive player people are probably trying to get in at this point in time is Lockie Neal, which is, what, 575? 
What will yep. be interesting over the coming weeks um, is uh, Lockie Neal versus uh, Took Miller because Took Miller, I know he's more, obviously more expensive, but um, Swallow and who else is out of that midfield? Weller. Swallow and Weller, Weller are both out of that midfield. Um, now, those points are going somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Raul. And Took is just... Yeah, Raul, well, Raul Matt is the Raul man. as well over the next coming weeks. You should see a spike in his scoring. And, and on the sun. This week they've got North Melbourne, and we saw what the uh, Brisbane oh, midfielders did. Uh, so Tooks is going to smash that. Richmond, who we give a ton of points away to midfielders, we always do. Um, so Tooks shouldn't have any problems there. And He's, then it, but then it goes into the Giants, the Doggies, the Ds. But with teams like that, and even the Lions, so they've got a tough run after that. But then teams like that, they're going to be from, you know four or five goals up very quickly against the Suns, a bit like Port was on the weekend, and they just let them go and do their thing because why would you bother putting attention when you know, you're just going to win easy? As the proud owner of Took Miller now in, a, in our Keeper League, I think I'm going VC Neil, <laughs> Neil into Took this week. I, I really don't mind Took as someone that um, can match it with the big dogs. Um, but he's term- still, he's 643K yeah, though. Man. Like, say, fuck again, off. let's say you're top 100, top 500, yep. whatever. You want to bring in a unique option. Everyone's got Bond. Everyone's got Clayton Oliver. Everyone's got McRae. Parrish is 9.2%. Took 7.0%. Parrish went up well, 3.2% this week. Yeah. Yeah. But so, Ben, you're looking at like the overall on Supercoach. So I'm just trying to concentrate on sort of top 1,000 ownership because then that changes everything um, completely because... Yeah, for those who are, uh, who are listening on, so we, we use all of the, the data that Supercoach data gives us, and that's so they track the top 500, the top, so the top 100, top 1,000 players and what yeah. they're doing. So, yeah, Parrish at the moment is only in 14% of teams of the top 1,000. Yeah. So he's, uh, yeah, definitely a pod for trying to catch up, 140. And then, yeah, with uh, Took Miller's uh, the other one, and so I was scrolling through trying to find him there. Um and I think his ownership's even lower. I was trying to update on my phone here. Uh, no, Tooks in uh, 195 teams. But that's still quite quite low in a, de- a different pod compared to some of the other players, the um, highly owned players out there. Absolutely. And, and just before we go on to those value sections, like I know you want to move on to, is it worth – now, I know you can't do this, Ben, but uh, we can. <laughs> Mate, that's because I've already got all the good midfielders. Josh Kelly has been uh, – sorry, oh, Josh, right. Josh Dunkley has been announced that he's targeting around 18 return. Now, he has a break-even of 88. It's late in the season. It gets to round 18. Do you punt if you're in the top 1,000 and go, fuck it, I'm spending 634,000. I'm, I'm trading Tom, uh, Toby Green to Dunkley, and I'm going to r- try and ride that 130 average for the rest of the season if I can. Well, who do they play? Uh, they've got, yeah, so if it's round 18, it's the Suns <laughs> and Crows, so they may not even <laughs> risk him for there. But if they do, happy <laughs> Suns days. And crows. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, then they've got the Ds, and then they end up with Essendon, Hawthorne, and then Port to finish. I mean, I'm thinking maybe even like Taranto to Dunkley in round 18. Like that, I, anyone to Dunkley would be good. Mo- that's the sort of move that I'd be looking at. It's also like smack bang on the eve of um, that's the Im- first round of Supercoach finals, right? Even Im- yeah, yeah. Uh, nineteen generally, but uh, Impe- even Impy to Dunkley if you've got the cash, if you have extra, extra trades, one down, one up, and yeah. just live I, large. I just think it's something to think about and to just keep in the back of your mind if you've got two trades at that point in the season and you're like fuck it, and if like uh, you're not going to be able to get him to a um, say an F seven spot like a. No, you go Impy and CCJ, Dunkley in. What, what? Yeah, like, dude, honestly. 
<laughs> like I'm not. Well, it, could, it could be by then because what's CCJ now? Two forty one. Yeah. So let's just say if you you might do it say this week and keep a hundred cash spare or some cash spare. So if you could do and if you had two trades there, Coleman Jones might be three fifty by the time yeah. Dunkley gets in. You go down to that hundred and two k rookie. Then that's the time you're bringing your hundred and two k rookie that you don't care about, and that two hundred and fifty thousand on top of another rookie um, that you might have maxed out. You know. Some might still have Highmore. Uh, I know some people have kept Jordan. Yeah, there might, there might be a few rookies still floating around in some people's team because they haven't been able to trade them or they've just kept them. Slap that on, you get Dunkley, and yeah, happy days for Supercoach Finals. Well, I know I know Dunkley's a forward, but K-Swiss, how many people in the top 1,000 have Zorko? How many were able to keep the Zorko? It would be interesting. Yeah, you give him <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. Yeah, oh, but you got rid of Grundy, though, so that's the, the cost. Yeah, but Grundy's coming back. Maybe this week, maybe next week. I don't know. It depends how I feel on danger. Oh, I'd be on danger over Zorko. Uh, Zorko's in 48% of the top thousand. I'm yeah. screwed then. <laughs> Dude, I don't have, I don't have Bont or, or Oliver, man. Yeah, I'm true, true, true. completely fucked. True, 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 true. All good. All right. So uh, value options. So number one, what, Scott Pendlebury? Is that where we're going? Because I'm um, pretty sure he has to be the number one value option. Um, look. Again, without knowledge of how Robert Harvey is going to coach, you'd have to say that he's going to be playing Scott Penabry as a midfielder. Um, he obviously was moved around a little bit, moved forward, moved back, and part of that reason was he was working through an injury. He looks to be back on top of it. He played the best game I've seen him play in two years, last week, uh, not last weekend, the week before. Um, so there's every chance that, uh, that Scott Penabry is the one. 424K, I've really... Don't mind it. Even if, it, like, he could be a stepping stone. Like, what's his break even right now? Like, yeah, negative 29. Never, yeah. You yeah, get yeah. You although, although the break evens are a bit skewed this week, but yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on Scott Penelbury, Swizzy? Well, I'm not against it for that. Like, obviously, it's a fantastic break even. We know, you know, he's a fantastic player. So, he, um, yeah, yeah you, you could do a lot worse than having Pendles in your team. Um, and it, yeah, that would be a massive point of difference for your side. For the rest of the in. year, though, nine rounds left, knowing that, obviously, Real is coming back from an injury, hasn't looked great yet, right? There's only no, eight, $800 difference, though. Would you go Pendles or Real for the basically the same price? I'd want one more week of Real. Yeah, it's hard. Hey, Pendles had such a good round last game, but... My, my, it gets difficult with this because I don't like Collingwood Supercoach finals. You know, they do have yeah. West Coast and Brisbane in there. Um, and the Bombers could be fighting for that, um, final spot. And even Port, they've got Port away. So, um, like, teams might just let him go and wander around and do, uh, do whatever. But, you know, those, those teams don't give up as many midfield points as some of the others where the Gold Coast will have a much softer draw. Um, coming up, and we've already talked about this week and, and, and next. With but they finish off their Supercoach finals, so they have Brisbane. Uh, no, they have yeah Brisbane, which is obviously going to be a tough game. But they have got Carlton and Essendon um, in there. So especially yeah. Carlton on prelim week. If you're in the prelim and you've got their yeah, Tuke or Rowell for against the Blues, um, the Blues could be shot by then. And I apologise to all the Carlton supporters because. It must, it must have been. It must be tough, you know. Just year after year after year, five year plan, five year plan, and it looks like they've got another one on the horizon. Uh, that is fucking rich coming from a Richmond supporter. By uh, the way. <laughs> I was say, are, you, are you talking about Carlton or Collingwood here with a five year plan talk? <laughs> hey mate, it was. Uh, when was the last premiership, mate? Just, just, just checking, just because out of curiosity. 
I think I was there for it, wasn't I? Hey, you know what you were also there for? The time Geelong flogged the fuck out of Collingwood when we were both sitting there last year. Remember that? Yeah, that was really good. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Trying to pleasure you. <laughs> pleasure away, Richard. Uh, uh, so, so, midfield options, and we're talking about more that, yeah, I, I'm looking probably under 550 is what we're, we're kind of wanting to talk, talk about because, yeah, people don't probably have the cash at the moment. Uh, Petrarch is still there at 546. Um, and you know, we know how what a quality player he is, so he would probably be my mo- number one option for the value. Uh, if you've got five fifty, go out and get Christian Petrarca. Great player to watch as well. I still really um, don't mind Travis Boak. Yeah, um, like well, I know he was no, he wasn't great. Yeah, 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 but five fourteen draw is just like seriously, and, it's actually really good. And five fourteen k, you know, he has a high ceiling as well. So you think coming towards finals, you're you're going to try and want to make sure all the bells and whistles are running properly. Yep, uh, he's a real important cog to that team. I actually don't mind even Andrew Brayshaw. For I know it's not great. But if you're scraping the barrel, I think... I love the Boak, 120 or 80. It's yeah, it, it, well, it is one or the other. But with Fife hurting his shoulder, I think the load's going to have to go into him a little bit more, um, depending on what their draw sort of looks like. I don't oh, mind Surely him. Fife plays forward if he plays this week. Yeah, like, he will be. Absolutely. He has to be playing forward. There's no way you're going to you know, risk that shoulder there. Viney's due back this week, so that could impact... Definitely, I think it impacts um, uh, James Jordan, if you're still running with James Jordan. Um, and Stephen Cornelio is only one week away as well. So just keep an eye on that and yep. how his role comes into it. He's only at 477k too. So. And I think Taylor Adams, 470k, probably due back this week. He's dropped 118,000. So it's uh, a couple to watch there uh, for draft I'll, leagues anyway. I'll throw in my super pod too because that's what I seem to be doing at the moment. Matt Man- um, we're, we're, no, I was actually going to say Jai Simkin. Oh, he's, he's on um, a good run. Yeah, yeah. He, he's gone 164, had a 54, 108, 128, 136. It looks like they've just handed him the keys to the midfield. Cunnington's um, you know, giving him the chop out too. Uh, and they've got some soft games, naturally being down the bottom. You know, Suns, Essendon, Carlton. We've talked about Richmond's midfield, Sydney and Adelaide. So, yeah, there's no reason why Simpkin can't continue this form. Yeah, he's, what is it, 124 over the last three, 118 over the last five. So I don't mind that at all either. So, yeah. yeah there's, there's definitely a lot of options out there, left field ones, especially if you're playing for league play. Like I tell you what, there's some there's some good value options coming through. And how, how good though, being able to, if you can only afford, you know, 525K, how good being able to get Raul or like a Pendlebury or someone like Basement, yeah. knowing that they could hopefully I mean, average you like 100 odd. actually decent options. Compared like, to forward and defence though, 424 gives you like fuck all, whereas in midfield it's like, hey, I'll get this guy with a pretty big ceiling. Yeah, and that's why, like, I like, like, as we talked about both, and I like someone like Simpson and that because if you're running against Font or you know Parish, who can go big on the weekend on any given weekend, well, somebody like Simpson can go do the same for a hundred k cheaper, and it'd be nothing worse for a more frustrating for your opponent comes out, sees Bont score one hundred and thirty, feeling good, and then. You have Simpkin and comes out and scores 130 as well. And like, what the fuck? Like, I've yeah. paid all this money for Bond. Um, so yeah, players that can go big is what you need in a, a league to help you win those matches. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely agree. Um, and look, uh, Simpkin really, his only issue in Supercoach is the fact that his disposals off. So like, at any time. If he has a good disposal day, he scores well. And that's as simple as that because he can get the pill, he tackles. He does everything else that's really important in Supercoach. It's just his disposal efficiency. So if he can nail that, he will be a very good Supercoach pick in future years and potentially even this year. So, um, uh, Cool, the, moving on to the forwards. Yeah, forward line. Uh, let's just have a look. We're going from break-evens anyway, so those who have a uh, pretty good sort of few rounds here. So I'm going to start with Toby Green. All right, 471K. 
Uh, break even at 45, so he is projected to go up even more. Uh, he's been doing really well lately. The last few rounds in particular, he has gone a 103 and a 125. So he's not bad for a 471k. Dustin Martin, same sort of price point. He's 472k. So I think if you don't have him already, break even a 62. These are probably real two easy picks that you might consider. Yeah, I think the top six to eight defenders kind of pick themselves. Um, you know, you still got Nick Hine there. He's proved that he can be um, really, really damaging and uh, his super coach score quite well. Um, if you still don't have Aaron Hall, just get Aaron Hall. I think that's mm-hmm. – is that the easiest uh, advice you could say? Look, I think it's still a bit yeah. questionable, but how good his second half was, they are still looking for him. So I think it was – a little bit reassuring for those who Dude, had him. They don't even need to look for him. He's just everywhere. <laughs> Literally, like, is yeah, there a ball? A, I'm going to chase after it. He's a pest is what it is. I'm going to um, I'm gonna scream at you until you give me the fucking ball. That's what he does. He literally bullies them into continually feeding the ball to him. A nice little point of difference. Zach Bailey, I know he's not averaging that great, but he has a low break even. He's got a three-round average of 101 and a five-round of 96. So for draft league, sometimes he's an – oh, no, so for standard – so for league competition, sometimes it's an absolute pain in the ass. Brisbane do have a pretty good fixture coming up as well. And I actually just wanted to use that one because... There's the tackle. Did he handle it? <laughs> no! That's as clean a tackle oh, wow. as He's you can hurt. get still for hurt. a free kick. And we're playing Geelong too tomorrow night, so that's why it's a double whammy. Ben, I really wish you didn't bring Zach Bailey up because I didn't talk about him in the show last week, but I had my little list of forwards I was looking at bringing in. And I had Hawkins, number one. Toby Green, and and then I had Zach Bailey as my third. And I talked myself out of Zach Bailey because I was like, oh, it's okay. North. I think I'm getting bi- – I know, as in Zach Bailey. I was like, I'm talking myself out of him because I'm like, I'm getting biased just because it's North this week. But it's not – he can't play North every week. And then to watch him go 133 <laughs> uh, and then Hawkins do 57, absolutely pulling my hair out. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, look, uh, obviously there are people that need to um, make some trades, uh, force trades this week from the forward line as well. Um, yeah, some people bought in Robbie Gray. Um, I looked at Robbie Gray. He he was playing a lot more midfield time the last few weeks. Um, Got injured too, and, like unlucky. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that, that impacts them moving forward because so I think what they did is they replaced uh, Dan Houston's midfield minutes with Robbie Gray and let Houston play out of the back line for the pure reason that he's obviously trying to get over that AC joint injury that he's, um, he's trying to nurse through the season. So um, does that mean that they move Houston back into the midfield? And Or Rosie in maybe. Well, Rosie's oh. kicked 10 goals over the last couple of weeks. Uh, good news is, is Dersma's coming back soon. So yeah, I think Dersma that's... And they've got Fantasia coming back, I think, next week. I think that'll help them a little bit. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how Port do manage their, uh, their mid-rotations. Um, but uh, yeah, I still think the clear, obviously Dangerfield. He's a he's a pod right now. I think he's right now is only nine percent of sides. Shea Bolton is as well is absolutely fantastic pick. Both of these guys are just over five hundred k. Yeah, they're top two for sure. Five fifteen k for Dangerfield. Five twenty four for Bolton. Um, split hairs to be honest. Like I know I picked Dangerfield first, and I'm going Bolton this week. But I think both of those have real potential to tear up the competition in the back end of the year. Yeah, and Swizz, um, what do you reckon? I know you're a, you're a uh, Richmond fan. Yeah, are you splitting yeah, ha- are yeah, you splitting yeah. hairs or? Yeah, splitting hairs between Bolton and Danger or that. I'd probably go Danger ahead of him, but there's no reason why Bolton isn't a good pick or that. We know he's playing midfield and he's scoring well, and and Richmond have a well apparently to champion data have the softest draw on the run home the way it should be for the uh, reigning premiers. So. <laughs> uh, 
Jeez, one, two, three, four, five, six of the last nine at the MCG. That seems a bit weird, doesn't it? <laughs> no, that sounds about right. Yeah, and one of the, and the ones away are against Gold Coast. Yeah, at Metricon, Fremantle at Optus, and, and GWS. GWS. Yep, oh, I think that's a great draw. But you're playing Saints, Gold Coast, Collingwood, Brisbane, Geelong, so they're the harder ones. Then yep. Fremantle, North, GWS, and Hawks. Fuck me. It's part of the reason why I didn't want to trade Jaden Short. I know a lot of people traded Jaden Short to Whitfield, and I was just like, yeah. I looked at his draw, and I'm like, I'm going to hate ball. every week that he gets a ton. Every single week. Yep. And he'll go big too. You know You know, a 140 or 150 is coming with short too because he just throws out these obscene games what where I'd he just lo- kicks everything. We call it the preseason shorty? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, if he busts out that, I would just... Oh, be- you, mean the, you mean also the Paddy Dow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I think they had something today out of career games, games over 25 possessions, and Dow was like 0% of career games <laughs> with 25 possessions. And I was like, fuck, I love the preseason hype. Oh, don't make me laugh like that. I love a good Paddy Dow sledge. There's nothing better than watching spuds get games every week and then wondering why you're getting fired it's it's the greatest gift that carlton football club have given us this season is patty dow okay so we got bolton and dangerfield probably top two and most people are looking at forward line options here zork i think if you don't have him or you got rid of him i think you're kind of just waiting for that price to drop i don't think he's worth 603k boys what do you think Nah, no no chance he's worth 603k if you don't have him. i think bolton probably out averages zorko and he's eighty thousand less I mean, I'd rather keep Impy and just trade him to Dunkley in four weeks. <laughs> yeah, or true. Yeah, for sure. Don't even, yeah. You might as well target Dunkley in a few yeah. weeks instead of Zorko. Um, outside of that, what I think Ron Marshall's what another about, one. What about, K, what about Kmart Dusty? Uh, Stringer? Uh, you Dugowie. talking about Stringer or Dugowie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Stringer or wow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what the, the joke is. Um, but let's touch on Ron Marshall. Uh, room, tips are he's back yeah. this week. Uh, again, you say a high break, even 138, but... Yeah, when he is playing ruck minutes, he he notoriously scores well when he's not getting injured. So I think he's someone you could look at to complement your side. Langford, I think there's no the ship sailed. Like he's okay, but fuck me, don't get on board. You know I have him, so uh, he's, he's he's unblessed. He dropped out of his CBA rotations with Stringer coming back, and I warned. Fuck you. It's one thing I said. I said you know that they haven't done. They haven't really rep- like because Stringer what he got injured, didn't he? I think he he was out for a few weeks or for whatever reason. Um, yeah. and he, they hadn't put him back as that center bounce mid. I'm like, you know, they actually haven't tried Stringer back in that center bounce mid role. He, of course, gets him the week that everyone brings him in, um, and you've got Shield coming back in one to two now. Um, you know what I can do? I can go Langford to Ron Marshall. Ooh, Dude, I'm you two trades. I'm kidding, Chris. Yeah. Risk it for the biscuits. Ah, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, I think he's got a floor of 80 anyway. Like, let's be fair. Yeah, look, who knows? Um, apart from that, let's go scraping down the bottom of the barrel here. Speaking of bottom of the barrel, side bottom. He's done. Yeah, don't, he, don't do it. Like he, he potentially could retire at the end of the season. Yeah. I think they might like, They might keep him on just, just purely for like a mentorship sort of thing. So, Any little... Um, nuggets? Nuggets there, there Swizz? No, no, I think we've covered most of those guys and that. I don't think I had a, another left field... Hod off the top of my head. Um, no, Hind, I think, is yeah, the only one that's Thomas done well. No, I agree well Hind. I... Like, Hind's definitely worth like worth talking about because he, he's one. But, yeah, Zach Bailey was mine and we've already covered him. So, um, yeah, no, I'm happy with all them. Yeah, easy. Captains, boys, uh, I know oh, we... Well, do you want to mention Rux quickly? Uh, nah, yeah. fuck, fuck Rux. No, he just wants to talk Grundy. about Sean Darcy for three No, nah, we're not talking about <laughs> Sean Darcy. Or, or are we, Swizz? Is this, is this where oh, you're... I, 
I am serious because nobody in the top thousand owns the uh, top hundred owns him, and I'm seriously considering doing him. He's eighty thousand cheaper than Grundy. Um, and uh, so fortunately, I would have loved Grundy out this week because I would have loved Darcy up against uh, uh, Max Lynch. But Darcy's last few games, well, his whole season, apart from those uh, first two games he came in, but even those uh, since uh, playing the Lions, 114, 146, 112, 112, 140. Um, yeah, I, I'm very tempted on running Sean Darcy for the rest of you the mi- year. You missed the 74 before that and the 83 in between. Yep. I mean, look, if I was to put two you know, scores side by side, one of them is Grundy and one of them is Darcy, Grundy still kills him in every single part of it. So I think it's more of a negative pod than a positive one. Just saying. Possibly, possibly. But well, I, fuck it, why don't you just get Tom English as well, knowing that, hey, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll put Tom English in the ruck, knowing that he'll be a forward next year. Oh, Timmy, playing, yeah, yeah. Oh, meanwhile, can yeah, we can we hey, look, quickly? It's not the worst idea. Can we quickly say how blessed we're going to be next year? Hopefully, Dangerfield's still forward. In he will be. Yeah. So Fife yeah. forward, Marshall will be forward, English will be forward. Will be forward. What a yeah. fucking compliment of forward lines. I, how good's that though? I'm literally looking at the forward line next year, yeah, going, "Thank God." Spend, yeah. What three million of your salary cap on your forward line? Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah, cares? It's not a good. It's not a good. It's not a good time, mate. It's when you go, when, when you when you go on Patrick Cripps at M one, you can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Things that aren't happening next season. Me having Patrick Cripps at all. Me having Josh Kelly at all. <laughs> oh, good luck with that. Uh, all right, moving on to captains. captains. Please tell us. Tell us what your plan is this week, mate. Tell us a story. Yeah, the v, the VC is just a lock for me. Jack Steele versus the Tigers. Yep. Why, why is why is that? You reckon they're just tearing up? Oh, it's, it's because we just leak points for midfield. It's just the what we do. And um, and Jack Steele but loves tackling. He's in top form at the moment. Um, and, yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he goes. Well, he, the last time I think he always got a 114 versus us, um, which, well, that was the last year's game. I, I can't remember what he scored earlier in the year. But he, um, no, he, wasn't, he didn't go so that he good. This... Four, so he didn't go that well. But yeah. I think, yeah, but at the same time, I still think, you know, he's going to, yeah, get enough of the ball, and, and and yeah, he's a tackling machine. So he's my my lock as my VC. I don't really want anybody in the Geelong Brisbane game. Um, and then captain at the moment, tossing up a couple ideas, but I do like Maxi Gorn versus Draper on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, that's literally how I'm looking. Um, mainly because I don't have Oliver, but um, also for those out there who have him, Toot Miller this week versus North mm. is like an absolute monty. On mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday, on Saturday morning, and then you've got a lot of options for the captaincy. So um, if you don't like Steele and you've got Took, I'd be especially if you're in the top thousand. You're one of those few that have him. Oh, Took this week it would be a huge pod, um, and could really really go places. So um, yeah, just North leaking that many points to midfielders. But yeah, I agree. Um, I like Gorn. I don't love Gorn. Like he's going to be a safe backup, but I don't think he's going to go huge. Draper's proved to be very serviceable and and quite a good ruckman. Um, and uh, if you had Oliver, that's who I'd be going, but I don't have Oliver. I think I might go Steele into Oliver. Otherwise, maybe Neil into Oliver. We'll see. I do like Gorn, yeah, but... The, the yeah. other one, if, if it's unfortunate that... Uh, oh, actually, no, because Gorn's playing the Saturday night, um, but the, the North game versus Suns, as we already talked about, Tuke Miller, but Aaron Hall or Zebo is a sneaky VC, yep. um, just against the Suns, because both those teams are just leaking points. So um, definitely both of them could get off the chain and score with 
both. We've seen Hall go 140 this year and Zebo even on the weekend went 134. So there's no reason why um, both of them couldn't pump out another 130. I think yep. tipping's real hard this week too, boys. I know like yeah. Brisbane's favourites against Geelong, but again, essentially I think that's a very co- you know coin flip. Geelong play us slow. We play so shit against Geelong. They make us play slow and then we have no run and then we lose. And then North and Gold Coast, I think Gold Coast have been absolutely up against the wall. North in down in Tassie, you'd probably pick them up. Otherwise, um, Fremantle Collingwood, I think, is 50-50 as well. I don't know how Pies are favourite. Oh, just because it's oh, at home. Only because that's at home. Yeah, and well, well, same, as, same as West and Coast and Dogs. At home. And Carlton. Oh, Carlton are favourites. There you go. Look, and of course, you've got to remember, Collingwood is still on a win streak. <laughs> Yeah, that tide's turning. I'd pu- I'd put money on two twenty two for free any day of the $1. week. Dollar seventy favorites. When was the last time Collingwood with dollar seventy favorites? Jesus. I don't no idea. All right, that well, wraps that, us up. Thank you very much, guys, and uh, I'm sure that you guys will have a great Supercoach week fielding twenty two players this week. So that'll be good. Oh, that'll be good. Is it? <laughs> yeah. uh, and before I, before I go, guys, on that, I'm just going to give two quick shout outs. Shout out to my lovely wife and my mum. Both happy birthdays to both of them. Oh. Um, and I hope they have lovely days. Oh, happy birthday to the lovely. M- Wife of the the Swiss. Mrs. Swiss. 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 I don't know. Uh, anyway, we'll catch you next time. See you guys. Bye. Cheers.